Okay, hi, I'm Chauncey. And I'm Heather. And we're the co-founders of So She Slays. We're here with Tay Hansberry. We're so excited. Like she's not only a blogger, but she's an activist, a lifestyle blogger, fashion blogger, and I've been following her for ever. So I'm super excited <laughs> to have you here. You. And welcome to So She Slays. I'm so yes. excited. I was telling someone earlier, I was like, I remember when we kind of first connected and you guys were like a smaller Mm-hmm. Instagram. I was telling my friends today, I said, they've like surpassed me in following and everything. I'm like, I'm so happy for them. Oh, thank you. We've been following you for a really, really long time. So we've been like wanting forever. to make this happen. Thank you. For I can't even remember how long. Yeah. I think since like I think it was like our first year you liked one of our posts and I remember I like text had I was like oh my god oh my god Tay just liked her posts <laughs> and I've been following her before this forever when she was like stop when you had your old one stuff that she likes she likes yeah yes, I was like so excited <laughs> so I was like I'm like I can't even help myself right now I've been having some nostalgic house. like stuff she likes moments I'm like do I need to change <gasps> my name back to stuff she likes <laughs> it was a good one though I, I love know it. I don't know why I changed <laughs> I was listening to people you need to know oh, your brand, you know. <laughs> so this is part of the So She Slays show that we are launching with lovely Tay. You're our first guest in our first episode oh of the first So She Slays show. Yes. So today's topic is how to pull up for POC. So if you don't know what POC is, person of color, people of color, uh that is what it stands for and it is so very relevant in today's culture especially in today's climate and we really felt like we needed to talk about it because we've had a lot of friends family and followers ask us questions on how exactly do i pull up for people of color uh what do i need to do how do i be an effective ally so what better way i'm gonna sit down and have a conversation about it we're gonna hear from tay right now i mean you're a fashion influencer for sure and everybody who has followed you knows that. Uh, but recently, and you know, rightly so, you've kind of just switched up your aesthetics and, and said, you know what, we need to talk about this. So what went through your mind uh, at that moment when you were like, no, this is what's happening. We're switching the aesthetics. Yeah, totally. And well, I mean, in terms of this, well, let me back up. So I've kind of always sprinkled in, if you've followed me for a while, you probably not yes. always like, when stuff is happening in the world, sprinkled in posts like here and there. It's like, I don't consider myself an activist because I feel like there's people that work on this stuff all day, every day. And I'm, that's definitely not me. But when I see something happening, for example, the last presidential election, I voiced my opinion a lot. But I've always like, you know, like all of us, I've always kind of like been like, oh, make sure the feed, like do it. And then make sure I like flood my feed with, you know, what I'm doing for work. But this week, I think, along with a lot of people, I'm like, nope, nope, nope. And all this stuff that, you know, I say to people in the world or I say to my family or conversations, I've, it's just been pouring out of me and I'm like, I got to get it out. So it's, it's been an interesting week and I can't wait to get into it with you guys about it because it's just like, it's been really eye-opening and like really emotional and for everybody. But like for me, my, my eyes have just been like, whew, you know, open. Yeah. <laughs> so let's like, literally like, yeah, like let's talk about those moments. Let's yeah, get tell us about everything. Let's talk let's about it. it. Oh, yeah. about it. You know, it's like so, you know, I started noticing um maybe I think it was like last week. I you know, when you have like a bigger following, you guys probably know this, you lose followers all the time. So that's like all a normal 
thing that's just normal and when it first starts happening you panic but then you're like okay this is just how it goes <laughs> this week like i've gained probably 5000 followers and i've lost almost just as many so it's it's really interesting because i'm like okay it's fine when i sprinkle it in a little bit and it's very neutral and they don't have my followers or those followers don't have to see it all the time but you know, this week's been a little more black power, a little more in your like, face. Like. Yeah, very in your face. And I think a lot of people following me were not used to that. And especially if they started following me, I haven't really been that like that since the last election, which was four years ago. So I've sprinkled it in. But so I think a lot of people, you know, for whatever reasons, got scared off. And so I watched that happen. Um, and then I've also watched, you know, just kind of like just today or throughout the week, I've, you know, kind of watched how from kind of both sides, I was, I was in a, I'll call it a conversation <laughs> with um, uh, a black guy this morning who, I don't know if he thinks I'm white or I, I think he thinks I'm trying to be white. I saw that. Yeah. And I was like, is this guy serious? Like, really? Like, yeah. I don't, it's, this has opened my eyes. I don't know how anyone who follows me or anyone who looks at my page doesn't know I'm black. It's mind boggling to me because I show my family all the time. And your last name is Hansberry. <laughs> Like, like, just a quick you, Google search, it'll yes. all explain. If people do not know, please tell them who your family is, Tay, so people will know that you are as Black as can be. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so I'm from, you know, my mom's side of the family is the Hansberry family, and it's Lorraine Hansberry. And Lorraine Hansberry, you know, iconic playwright, wrote A Raisin in the Sun, um, super activist. That she was yeah. an activist that I was an activist. Um, my gr great grandfather, Carl Hansberry, is the reason why black people can live in any neighborhood they want to in Chicago, because he yes. took his case to the Supreme Court to allow him and his family to live in on the south side of Chicago when it was all white. Um, his brother, William Leo Hansberry, has a building named after him, I believe at Howard University. Mm -hmm. He's like a huge, I believe, anthropologist I get archaeologists and anthropologists can same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> same <laughs> so you know it's like my grandma Mamie who's Lorraine's sister it, it, she was a poet well, she's still alive she's a poet and a painter and like always talking about racism so like I'm from this family that is like always always talking about this and then on my dad's side I have my cousin is Issa Rae so like Obviously, I'm, I have a black cousin um, who is like really well known. So, hi guys, guys I'm from a black family. <laughs> Just remind you guys. Like, it's weird because you know, like throughout my life, I've had instances where people don't in person don't know I'm black, and I've heard things, and I talked about that in Instagram posts and stuff, and um, it's just been really amplified really amplified and concentrated this week rather than sprinkled throughout yes. like my life. So it, it's really, it, it, I have to honestly say it, it's very hurtful, you know, it's very hurtful. And, you know, I wear my heart on my sleeve and I might seem tough, but I'm not. Yeah, it's <laughs> a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. So on top of that, I've had numerous conversations. I'm the person who likes to like 
let me teach you something. And I've had these moments with, you know, various Caucasian people. And I've, I've tried to post a couple of them in my story so you guys can see just like what, like, it's just constantly coming at me. Um, and at a lot of people, not just me, obviously. So yeah, that's kind of what I've been dealing with on top of dealing with kind of reflecting on what I've been going through, what I've gone through, what I've tucked away and put away and chosen to try to forget and what's been coming up to the surface. All of that at once, I think for myself and people of color, you know, I think um, th this is a black movement right now. I keep doing yeah. that. <laughs> this like, is a really black movement. This is a black movement like our right parents. Now. Right. However, I don't want people to miss the fact that things that happen to black people trigger things else. that have happened to other people of color. It's and a cycle. I, it's a cycle. And I, you know, I feel like Asian people and Hispanic people and um, Indian people and Native American people are all being triggered and, and forced to deal with a lot of things that we've dealt with, you know, in this country and around the world. But, you know, right now we're focused on this country. So, um, yeah, I don't want that to be missed. It's, it's a black movement. I think the black aspect of this movement kind of started a greater conversation. So yeah. you said earlier about how a black guy said that you were not black. Yeah, he. What, what, I mean, what does that even mean? I, I'm gonna like. Let me see if I can find it so I can just read you this ridiculous like. Um, I just don't understand. That's one thing I, I cannot. I don't. Yeah, it's like it's, it's within the race. You know what I mean? I agree. Yeah. It's like you know, and I, I'm just I think, like, stop. I think people, and I've said this before, and I, you know, I, I actually have had conversations with um, other people before about this. I feel like you know. Well, I did a video about this yeah. a few days ago. Black people, we are a wide range of aesthetics. You know what I mean? Like we, like, there's different. Wide. There's different versions of us walking yeah. around every day. I have, have different are, versions. Yeah, I have cousins that are blonde, blue-eyed, mm -hmm. completely straight, not a, not a coil, texture, wave, anything to their hair, and they consider themselves black. And I have cousins who are like my... My grandpa is like dark skinned black man from Louisiana. So it's like my entire family is like a display of the range that black people exactly. are. So it, it really confuses me sometimes when my own people don't understand that. I think that gets um, lost on us sometimes. I do agree with you because my full family were different skin tones. Like my sister's light skin, and people always think she's half white even though like you know my dad has half white in his side but people like oh you're you're mixed and she's just like no and i can honestly say she's a strong black woman like she's strong and she's younger than me and then people always tell me you don't have black people's features what are those features supposed to look like right <laughs> yes i'm like i was like i'm sorry that like your hair is not as like kinky right. i'm sorry that i have you know more wavy hair but that's right. how it is and the and even in your black community, people judge you in your own black community. Totally. And that's sad, but it's true. Like I have white people like, oh, you look like you're mixed. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, you. you know what my answer to that is a lot of times? Like someone will say, Well, how how do you look the way you look? And my flat out answer is slavery. <laughs> I mean, but that's, that's the truth. <laughs> a little thing in US history called slavery where black called Thomas Jefferson. Were constantly and yeah. had babies all the time so everybody is a mixture if there's two Everyone things on that huh, sorry go i keep cutting you off 
I'm sorry, no, no, everyone's mixed somehow. Like Thomas Jefferson alone had like all these babies. <laughs> children with that woman. Some okay. of them, and this leads into my next point. I think uh, two or three of them looked very white. So they went on and- White passing. White, yeah. And this, I always say this other thing on top of that. I, I always say, uh, I want every white supremacist in this country to take a 23andMe test. Because half of them will go jump off. Literally. That's very true. Because people know that they are. Like, I'm like, you know that you're part of something else, right? Like, hey, my mom, my mom is Caucasian. She's late. She has Nigerian blood in her. You know, 23 in me. (laughs) But like, I'm like, yeah. And you're like, so everyone's something. Like, Heather, you're Chinese and white and now Nigerian on the low now. Right. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Right. So yeah, this guy this morning said, I'm just going to read like one thing. He said, uh, so he originally, he said, I'm the bane of human existence. Lovely. Okay. Um, Why? And I was like, why is that? I was just like, what, why is that? That's all I said. Uh, And he says, the fact that you pretend not to know is enough. Keep fading your pics like white like your profile pic you can't you can't hide all right that's that's interesting i'm like you do realize i'm a black woman right and he goes i said your profile pic you can't hide from yourself no one's fooled or confused but you like this is what wait what <laughs> hold on <laughs> right I'm, I'm just like what okay what is he calling you out about exactly i don't know i guess my profile pic is too pale i first of all it was a pic from winter and i'm i am not a a brown-ish yeah, person, and nor- naturally, I'm a very light-skinned person yeah. during the winter, unless I'm self-tanning, that comes out, yeah. and so my profile pic is one from winter, and I'm really light in it, and I guess he didn't like that, so. I guess he felt some type of way about your blackness today. Yeah, yeah, and then there was another girl on that same post who uh, called me a Jan. I'm assuming this is the same thing as a Karen. Is this new? That's what the kids are calling a jam. The jam? Is that what the youth is referring to now? (laughs) The youth is saying something. Yeah, I was going to screenshot it, and then I went back maybe like two hours later to look for it, and she deleted her whole thing to me. Maybe she went onto my profile and had had an enlightened moment. Like, wow. She's like, ooh. Well, when you know better, you do better. Right, exactly. Honestly, that's all you can ask people right now is to know better and do better. If they know better and don't do better, that's where I have a problem. On that note, do you feel like influencers have a responsi- responsibility to speak up? And did you notice the people who didn't speak up? Or, and how did that make you feel? Because I know I've noticed people who didn't speak up, especially people I followed for years. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I'm some just like, oh, I see down. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I did a lot of following because I'm like, and then some influencers, for me, I'm like, you took too long to do it. It's an yeah. okay trend, you did it. Right. And so how do you feel about that? That goes to that post I wrote where I said black people are not a trend, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I started seeing that we're going to mute for seven days, I believe Monday. And I was on the phone with my girlfriend who, my, my friend in Atlanta, Nikia Phoenix. I don't know if you guys know yeah. her. Yeah. So Nikia and I talk every morning, every morning. <laughs> we have our little session while I'm making coffee and she's doing whatever she's doing. Every morning we talk. So this particular day I was like, girl. I'm starting to see like all these, like I'm muting my posts for seven days. And it was so weird because it was like all the same exact kind of wording, slide and wording. And I was like, what is this like 
something everybody was told to do? Like, what? What is this? And I didn't, at that point, I didn't know about the Tuesday mute, the Blackout Tuesday. I didn't even know about that yet. I just saw the seven day. And my immediate reaction was that this is a way to not have to talk about this for the next seven days until it dies out. That was my immediate reaction. And so I was like, I'm going to sit on it overnight because you know, I get fired up and I've learned to not, I've learned to not when I'm fired up, <laughs> I've learned to pull it back. Smart, smart. About it. It's called I've growth. It's called growth. In, yeah, exactly. It's growth. I've gotten myself in a lot of trouble when I was younger. So I was like, let me go ahead and sleep on this tonight. And then I woke up the next morning and to just black feed. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God. And I was like, this is not good. This is not good. And that's when I wrote the post about, you know, how about posting about black history and black people and black everything. Yeah. And I did notice, you know, later that day, I noticed people started to change their captions to um, muted, but not silent. That happened. And then I noticed all those people that I saw, most of them that I saw said muted had either taken it down or like completely changed it. So I was like, okay, well, at least the message got across, but there are still like, I, I definitely was like trolling some, <laughs> some accounts <laughs> yesterday. Like, did you think anything, you know, and there's, yeah. a, there's a few people who they yeah. saw, they saw black squares and that was, this is, what are we, this is Sunday. This Sunday, this is, yeah, this is God's day. Yeah. Anything, you know, and stories are fine, but they're up for 24 hours and they're gone. Yeah, you know? we want more. Be vocalized. Yeah. Like, I have a permanent post about this. Yeah. So yeah, there's definitely there's definitely one huge, 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 huge Caucasian, not American influencer who I've followed since day one. I've been doing this since 2010. She's been doing this, I think, maybe like two or two or three years before that. Um, and cricket, nothing. There's nothing, nothing See? on her, and it's so disappointing to me. Heather and I have these conversations like a lot. Like I think last week she had an incident that she felt that was very racial to her towards her. She called me. We had a long discussion about it. So yeah, I was out in public and I was clearly like my dad and I are the only Asian people out here and I like was wearing a mask and definitely got the, the stares by a hundred and some odd people mm-hmm. um, that obviously did not look like me. Mm -hmm. um they were all Caucasian and you know I had been it was an event for a family and so I take pictures for them every now and then and so I was just taking some behind the scenes photos things I've been there like three or four times before like Mm -hmm. this was not a place where I had never been before and these people had never like not known me or not seen me before so I I think that that's what hit a little bit harder too was the stairs and the comments and where are you from? Why are you here? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why don't you go back? Mm-hmm. And it was just like, oh my God. it was so yeah. enlightening because, is- you know, when you grow up in a small farm town, everybody kind of knows you. So especially since you stick out, like everybody kind of knows you. And then all of a sudden it's like you, you cover half of your face. So people aren't exactly sure like who you yeah. are now. And then you're like, this is what you would, this is how you would treat a complete stranger. Yeah. Or this is what they thought about you the whole time. Or this is what they exactly. thought about me the whole time. Exactly. It's like, you definitely have that moment. I had to call Chauncey and I was like, I don't really know what to do with this. Yeah. Like what, 
I don't know. Like, I'm hurt. I'm angry. I'm all of the above. I don't know what to do with this. So we did. We had like a long winded conversation about it. Yeah. But you have to have those conversations because if you don't have them, it's just bottled in. You're just like, I don't want to, you know, project on anyone else. But shoot, I'm not okay right now. I am actually shocked. And a lot of people aren't at the level of venom that people have come out with in the last four years. I I honestly didn't. First of all, I'm from Los Angeles. So I grew up in mid-city Los Angeles. Very diverse. You know, my high school was like mostly black and Hispanic. But, you know, all around me, everywhere I went, there's all kinds of people. So when, you know, I have friends who are from like the Midwest and they have very strong feelings towards white people. And I didn't, I honestly didn't understand that about 10 years ago or 15 years ago. I was like, God, don't. You know, or my grandmother, my 97-year-old grandmother, Mamie Hansberry, you know, she will have, she's going to kill me for saying this, she will, she will have two gin martinis, she's 97, um, and I don't care where we are, she starts talking to white people about racism. This has been my my entire life. And I, you know, when I was younger, I'd be like, oh God, why are you doing this? (laughs) This week, I called her to thank her. Because I said, I don't know how you lived through all that. Right. All these years. Because we've been dealing with this so directly for the last two weeks, pretty much. You know what I mean? Just everything in your face, all in your face, in your face. Or the last four years, more everything in your face. I I, I would be mentally exhausted if I was in my 90s. You know? And her, like, her sometimes true anger towards white people I really understand because she's seen she's seen things I'm not gonna never say, don't ever see, but now now I've seen them with George Floyd yes. I've seen it, you know um yes. but she's seen that all if all four of her I believe her uncles were lynched all doctors lynched at the same mm-hmm. time you know so it's like she her and my other grandmother who's from New Orleans who has a whole different uh set of racial stuff that's happened with her they have very different kind of backgrounds um I had to thank them both because I was like I'm exhausted I physically am exhausted you know what I mean like before this zoom I was like piling on concealer because I'm like there's a lot of makeup on (laughs) I have a lot of eye cream like I love eye cream so I'm all about that I was like in the middle I was like hold on let me put some eye cream on before we start this talk but it's a lot like like you like you live you grew up in LA like have a grip in a small town and I grew up in the Bay Area so like it's very diverse and like I've like seen I've had a couple races incidents in my life but nothing like other people had and I can't I'm privileged in that fact that I didn't have to have it directly to my face every day mm-hmm. but yeah like we don't see the difference until like now we're like oh I live in the Bay Area. I was like kind of sheltered how horrible it is for some people. Mm-hmm. And now you're just like, I look at my dad, he's 71. He's from Michigan. He's from Detroit. Oh. So he's seen some things, but he's a light-skinned man. So he had different experiences, even like different than I can imagine. Right. He's, you know, and then my mom, she's from Oakland. So she had experiences, but she was like, she didn't have the same as my dad. And you think about yeah. that, you're like, wait, like this is, this is how people live every day. Yeah. 